Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, and that is Vince Tagliavino. This is Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Almost came at you a whole hour early, but uh, <laughs> lucky I got Vince. Um, I had a complete brain fart today, so it was kind of, I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I got, look, I'm going to be late. And <laughs> nope, <laughs> I was an hour early. But uh, howdy out there to everybody. And uh, this is where we talk about the unfolding global conspiracy of uh, communism, socialism, Marxism, however, just Marxism coming to the world and coming to the United States of America. The infiltration of all of uh, the various different domains of our society, the political, the institutional, the academic, the social, the cultural, uh, the the massive border that uh, the massive war that's waging at the border, the uh, political division that is separating this country. I mean, we talk about it all. Oh yeah. And you know, we for so long we've been sitting here talking about what was going to happen, and now it's actually happening, and we're talking about it real time, which um, yeah. is scary in one respect, but also um, enlightening in another respect. The fact that we can see clearly what these people are doing, we can understand their methodologies and practices, and that we can call it out in real time. And today, you know, there's a lot of things that happen today. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you need to leave Trump and everything like that. And I, 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 say, I say otherwise, because mm. here's, here's the interesting thing about the Trump verdict. And I know we hadn't talked much about this with uh, – E, uh, e. Jean Carroll's uh, trial stuff, but m maybe it's good to just touch on this first. Mm -hmm. So for everybody out there, this is a civil lawsuit, not a criminal lawsuit. Okay. You yeah. can, you can sue anybody for anything, no matter what the absurdity is. You can sue a loaf of bread if you wanted to. And probably win. It hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and when we start looking at what happened today in the court, we understand to a varying degree how these New York system court systems are set up. Judge Kaplan just happened to be very well connected within the Democrat National Committee, as well with Hillary Clinton and everybody else. So we understand this. This was staged against Trump. He did a deposition uh, in the discovery process a few weeks ago. Where Trump came out and said, don't know the woman. Never met her before in my life. Not my type anyway. Yep. <laughs> Little too old, skinny, and liberal for me. Um, yeah. And he declined that he ever had any knowledge of her existence in the 1990s. Now, this lady comes out and claims that sometime in the 1990s, doesn't remember when, at this one department store that just happens to be a few blocks away from Trump Tower, um, you know, she saw Donald Trump and they recognized each other because they were big stars. Um, yeah, she she wrote for a magazine that very few L for very, very few people know in a very small column back then. And I'm pretty sure a multi-billionaire Donald Trump who's dating, uh, um, you know, Marla Maples and who's divorcing Ivan Ivana Trump is going to even give this woman the light of day. Right. But apparently he's like, I need the shop for my girlfriend. Do you want to help me? And she's like, sure. And she walks into a dressing room where Trump 
pins her against a wall and apparently grabbed her by the pussy. Is that what she said? Well, that's what, yeah, she said he forcefully shoved his fingers into the pussy, right? So there you go, grab her by the pussy, right? You got to see the narrative. This woman goes on to exclaim that rape is a good thing. She says this, okay? She She doesn't remember the date, the year. Doesn't even remember the year it happened, okay? Never filed charges, never made a police report, but instead in 2019, she puts this in a column in her book. And Donald Trump comes out and says, this, this woman's batshit crazy. So she says, I'm suing you for libel. So this court case, this civil matter, is a libel matter. It's not criminal, libel. So the jury basically said, no, this woman was definitely not raped. But this woman potentially was sexually assaulted, and therefore her libel case is correct. So as per Judge Lewis Kaplan, this is this is what he said. But he said she was sexually assaulted, so her libel case is valid. That's what they're saying. But oh. upon zero evidence, I mean, no no party had any evidence. Yeah, the, they didn't find him guilty of rape. Yeah, the department store that this happened at said there's no video evidence of this whatsoever. There is no pictures of them together. There is no, um, you know, there's no evidence whatsoever that during the 1990s, any point in time, that Donald Trump ever run into this lady or have any connection or communication with her or even knew of her existence as well as she doesn't have any of that. Just one random time they ran into each other and Trump just, oh, grab her by the pussy. So Judge Lewis Kaplan said he had told the jury before sending it to deliberate the preponderance of the evidence standard could be understood as more likely true than not true. So this is what he's saying. In the review of the evidence, you as a jury have the right to look at the evidence, substantial as it or is uh, unsubstantiated as it is, as more true if you want to. Because he says this isn't a criminal case. See, in a criminal case, the jury's asked to assess guilt. They must meet a much higher standard beyond a reasonable doubt. In a civil case, they don't have to. Like I said, they could. A loaf of bread could sue you, and the loaf of bread could win. The jurors in the case were allowed to remain anonymous, even from the judges and the lawyer. Before discharging the jury on Tuesday, the judge suggested to the jurors that they should not identify themselves, not now and not for a long time. I'm wondering who this jury was and and what voter role they picked this jury up from. I'm just... But basically, this is just a sham. This is nothing more than 100% a witch hunt against Donald Trump. And here's the thing. The whole world is watching. The whole, listen, the mainstream media goes out there and and they disseminate a narrative of which they want people to believe, right? It's the Ministry of Truth. It's the Ministry of Truth in 1984 going out there and re-editing history to make it more appealing for Big Brother. That's who the mainstream media is. You want to know the mainstream headline on CNN right now? The biggest headline? What's that? Jury in civil case finds Trump sexually abused E. Jean Carroll. Straight up fake news. It is. Basically, the jury can do whatever they want with their feelings. Oh, we feel Donald Trump did this. But either way, what we have to look at is the truth in the matter. That any person who can think for themselves 
<clears throat> who's watching what is happening would understand that if this woman really had a case in trial against Donald Trump, she would have brought civil or criminal uh, allegations against him, but it was past the, the statute of limitations. She would have brought this up in 2016, 2017, 2018. Yeah, Me Too movement. Hello. Right. She would have brought it up then, but didn't. Most people are smart enough to see through this and understand that this was another indication that our justice system in the United States of America is completely, completely biased and weaponized. And so I find this is a good thing that this happened because mm. what this is showing you is Donald Trump is pulling seven points above Joe Biden right now in national polls. It shows the desperation. 66% of Democrats say that Joe Biden is doing a bad job and they won't vote for him in the next election. 38% of Democrats are saying they're potentially going to vote for a moderate and independent or even Republican candidate. Okay. This is what they're doing. They are driving the division and the people are seeing it going, why are you doing this? What are you doing? And they weaponized the DOJ against the people. And so People are waking up, and the whole world is watching. On the same day, Imran Khan, who is the former prime minister of Pakistan, now we've talked about him a few times, just so happens that Pakistan issued an indictment against him on the same day that they indicted Donald Trump on March 30th. I said, isn't that interesting? On the same day that Donald Trump, Bolsonaro was indicted on that same day as well. So Bolsonaro was sent back to, to Brazil, right, indicted on that day. Yep. Uh, Imran Khan was indicted on that day, and Donald Trump was. Then on the day that the verdict comes out about Donald Trump, Imran Khan is actually arrested. And they stormed in there with military police and dragged him out. Right afterwards, the internet cuts out through all of Pakistan. Nobody can communicate. And there's riots and violence going all, all over the place because they just basically, for anybody out there, Imran Khan is basically the Donald Trump of Pakistan. He, he kind of is. Right. And, yep, they, they're persecuting him. And I'll tell you, if they had completely usurped the Constitution, that's what would be happening here in the United States. Okay, a few announcements as we get into things here tonight. Tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble, on AMP News on Rumble, I will be doing AMP After Hours Live that is going to be my show tonight. Um, starting in June, that's going to turn into another show that's going to be five days a week after this show. That'll be pretty cool, Monday through Friday. And then Fringe's time frame and this show's time frame will definitely be changing from that. Uh, but tonight, we're going to be talking about the hidden occult moon. There's a few rabbit holes I went down today, Ooh. and I'm like, ah, people need to learn this information. So we're going to be talking about occultism and the moon, moon goddesses, moon gods, these types of things. going to be kind of an interesting conversation with myself because nobody else is joining me. Uh, but that is tonight. Um, for everybody who's a goer to the Red Pill uh, or social Red Pill Zooms, okay? Uh, for the last year, we've left this open to kind of all members on the social Red Pill. And the problem with that is, is that there's no moderator. There's no moderation within this and, and things happen. Uh, so we have turned that back into subscription. So in order to get into the social red pill zooms, you need to have to have the, at least the lowest level subscription that we offer. I think it's five ninety nine a month, but then you can get access to the zooms. The zoom link after this show will be put in there. 
And all you have to do is go to groups and go to your specific subscription group. And the Zoom link will be pinned right there at the top where you guys can see that. And if you need the Zoom link and you are a subscriber um, on any of our channels, if you're like a subscriber on Pilled or Rumble or whatever like that, just hit me up. And uh, any of myself, Vince, um, there's plenty of other moderators. You can just search host or moderators on the platform and they should be able to get you the link. Um, and then there's some new rules in place. And the rules uh, are, are kind of broad, but uh, do read them under the events tab. Um, and this is to protect ourselves, social red pill, our platform and everything that we do. So just wanted to put that out there for everybody. And, uh, we're going to jump right into this Tucker Carlson today. Oh my goodness. So we, we learned some interesting things today about Tucker Carlson. Carlson was told by a member of the Fox board that he was taken off the air as part of the dominion settlement. Two sources briefed on a conversation, conversation have told Axios. Now, this is interesting because Fox News right-leaning, they removed him apparently because he was conservative and he was coming out against Dominion, causing investigations by people. And this can be perceived as political bias, which means that Dominion is trying to censor the political opposition, which basically nullifies their contract with the states and the federal government if this is true, because they cannot have any political bias. Mm. Boom, dude. I, and I haven't seen that pointed out anywhere else. That's really interesting. Here we go. I feel like today's a turning point. It, it is. And, you know, I wrote a blog article back in September on my Substack mm -hmm. about Elon Musk and what he's going to do with Twitter. Now, I said he's going to make Twitter the next Cirrus XM, right? He's going to take it to Starlink. He's going to basically develop an intranet up there. Various different truth websites, people, content, all this type of stuff. He's going to build upon it. He's going to bring shows on this, all these types of things. A few weeks ago, or when uh, the day Tucker Carlson got uh, canned from Fox News, what did I say? Do you think it's a coincidence that Tucker Carlson got canned the same week that he had an interview with Elon Musk? I said, Elon Musk, Elon Musk gave Tucker an offer he couldn't refuse. And Tucker's going to be going to Twitter. I said this weeks ago. Everybody here knows yeah, it. But and look at we. Oh, oh, you want to say a but? Yeah, but it wasn't an offer per se from Elon Musk that he couldn't refuse. It's the same thing that's available to anybody who uses Twitter. Right. And, and I'll get into that part. But let's listen to Tucker here. Carlson, you often hear people say the news is full of lies. But most of the time, that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is, in fact, true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week 
every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. All right. So he keeps on saying we, which I find is interesting. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, yes, Elon Musk came out and said that, hey, look, we didn't make a deal with Tucker. Uh, He says on this platform, unlike the one-way street of broadcast, people are able to interact, critique, and refute whatever is said. And of course, anything misleading will get community notes. I also want to be clear that we have not signed a deal of any kind whatsoever. Tucker is subject to the same rules and rewards of all content creators. Rewards mean subscriptions and advertising revenue share coming soon, which is a function of how many people subscribe um, and the advertising views associated with the content. The hope that many others, particularly from the left, also choose to be content creators on this platform. Now, this is interesting because we know that Elon has been playing with a revenue model for Twitter, and we knew that he's creating this everything platform. But I responded to Elon and I said this, I said, so let me get this straight. You're producing a social network of where the content creators are now going to be rewarded for the content they create instead of their data being sold. Wow. What a novel (laughs) frigging idea. And I guarantee you, he looked at Tucker and says, I'll fund the whole thing, your staff, everything, bring it to Twitter. I'm telling you, this is what he did because Elon knows that even with the left, Tucker, okay, is controversial. So he's going to bring the left in. He's going to bring the right in. He's going to bring tons of people. And I guarantee you, it's going to be a video show. They're going to add a tab, boom, Tucker Carlson show. Then they're going to have someone else, you know, Brian Crashenson's show, whatever. They're going to start bringing shows in and they'll bring them in slowly and they'll watch how they operate and how they work. But I mean, I'm telling you, this is this is revolutionary what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter. 
And it is a, a safe haven now for free speech. And I know people are out there like, but, but Elon Musk is, is a, a clone or he's a bad dude or who cares? As of right now, he is this beacon of free speech. And who are we to castrate anybody who becomes a beacon of free speech? The fact is, is the man believes in free speech. He spent $58 billion saying, I believe in free speech. I will take a loss because people deserve to have that right. Okay. So I, I, I trust him in the sense of free speech. I do trust him in the sense of free speech. Do I trust him in the sense of putting electronics in my head? No, absolutely not. You're absolutely crazy. <laughs> Tucker, you're, I mean, uh, Elon, you're not putting shit in my head. Okay. So. What else did we see today? Well, there was a really interesting interview today on um, on Ryan, uh, with Ryan Montgomery. This was uh, this was on Sean Ryan's podcast, which is on YouTube. One point two million subscribers. Okay, yeah. And he brought in Ryan Montgomery, who just happens to be the world's number one ranked ethical hacker. What do I mean right. by that? This kid's been a hacker for nineteen years, self taught. Um, each year, big corporations, Apple, Google, Amazon, they do basically uh, um, vulnerability testing. So they put certain prizes out there to see if you can find vulnerabilities. Yep. And this guy continuously wins every year. He's the one that goes in, breaks their system and says, this is what's wrong. This is what you need to fix and wins. And he's a hacker, but he's what's known as an ethical hacker. So a few years ago or a few months ago, Ryan Montgomery, this ethical hacker, started realizing the problem of, of pedophilia on the internet. He wanted to take down this one website. And so he, his objective was to just get in there and shut the website down. But once he got in there, he figured he could get information out and get this to law enforcement. Well, listen to what he says. This, this is incredibly important. And I, I think that this deserves to be said because this man is doing God's work and he's getting this information out there. And it's pretty incredible um, what he's doing because this man is absolutely um, a genius in the world. So let, let's listen to what he has to say. Cover it. Trigger warning on the clip. Even with all the bleeps, it's going to turn your stomach. But hang in. It pays off and you're going to want to know where to go to watch the full episode. So you started this basically from a text conversation with a concerned mom. That's yeah. what got you into it. Yeah. What's some of the text... I'd like to read them to you if you want. I still have them. Read them. So this is before I was before I ever caught a single predator in my life. This was this was the beginning and what set my set my brain off um, to uh, to want to help. Okay, here they are. Um, so the title of this post is "Who Wants to Bang These Little," um, and then somebody replied underneath, "I've got first dibs on the." Um, and this was the photo that they used. Oh my God. That's just one of three, three texts. These messages. girls look like they're six. Very young. Yeah. How, how long did it take you to crack into that website and get this information? My goal was to just take the site down and I knew I could make that happen because it was on the, the clear net, uh, regular internet for anyone to visit. I knew I could do that, but I didn't know if I could actually get access to their server. Um, once I found the vulnerability, uh, maybe an hour, two hours at the most, if I could remember correctly, it wasn't long. What, 
did you do with this information? As soon as I got the information, I, was, I thought it was a slam dunk. I thought, like, these people were going to jail. You know, I thought that maybe I, I solved something that, uh, that the FBI or somebody was, you know, working on for a long time. And uh, I instantly went to the exploited children uh, tip line and I, uh, I submitted, you know, saying who the owner of the website was, that I had access to all the data and, uh, and that they were welcome to have it, basically. Um, then I reached out to a bunch of news articles, or, I'm sorry, news stations and talked to a ton of reporters and all of them were super excited to talk to me. As for the news stations, uh, they, you know, I had full conversations with the reporters. They knew what they were getting themselves into. They were very excited about reporting on it. And once it got back from legal, they weren't allowed to report on it. Every single one of them completely disregarded me. I, you know, I, I sent a lot of those notes over to Project Veritas with some evidence of that. But uh, not a single person until now has done anything about this. So FYI, Project Veritas ignored this guy. Not one, not any conservative media, not any liberal media, because unfortunately that's the day and age we live in now, right? right? Um, none of them, none of them would touch this. No. None of them want to be involved in saving kids. When I say I tried, I tried so hard and nobody wanted to do anything. Law no. enforcement didn't want to get involved either. No, so I, I called my attorney uh, locally, and then I called uh, an attorney in Virginia because the owner of the website happened to be a Democratic politician and ran for Congress two times. The lawyer in Virginia basically told me she didn't know what to say. She, she never heard of anything like this. Um, the lawyer in Florida reached out to the, task, the local task force, let them know that I had access to the information, um, and then as well as, you know, doing that tip line. So... From that point on, uh, you know, all of these news stations and all the law enforcement connections, whatever you want to call them, they all were fully aware. So I thought that they would take that seriously. Well, completely ignored. This is disgusting. Yeah, it gets only worse than that. You know, it's it's really bad. So that's in the interview is like two and a half hours long. And I put a link up there. Um, for anybody who wants to watch the full interview, I can put this link. Vince is going to put this out in the chat, so watch for that. There's a link right there. And he literally goes, and, and you guys want to see how bad this is. I, I want to show you how bad this is. Oh, he Lord. actually demonstrates catching a predator. Oh, wow. Check this out. Demonstrate right here, right now, how fast these sexual predators, predators will show up in a chat room. Yeah. Fire your computer up. Let's do it. Oh. Reporting. So now I'm just going to say, hi. Who wants to chat? And I named myself Ashley Female New Jersey. 13 Female New Jersey. Let's see how many private messages come in. Two already. Three. It's been like 10 seconds. Yep. Hey, you want a full round? Hey, how old are you? Let me just copy that and send that to everybody because we got other messages coming in. What chat room are you in? Just a teen chat. Hey, you want to cuddle a bit? I, I didn't, I, I mean, I, I'm taking, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt right now that, uh, that they didn't read the, oh, he's 47. 
47 years okay, old in a team ch chat room. You got him in what? Five seconds? He's yeah. already messaging in? Oh, yeah, there's a ton of. There's, I can't even keep up with them here because every time I click one, there's more on the list. Uh, he says, he's okay. I said, are you okay with my age? He says, yes, age 13, like my profile says. I got two more messages, so now we're at one, two, three, four, five. So you get the gist, and it just goes on from there. More and more messages come in. Oh, my God, dude. What a mess. Yep. Now, I think I might know. Um who the man was that that he was talking about who owns the website oh yeah because he said it was um a a Virginia, yep a, a virginia democrat um and who was the virginia democrat that was just arrested he was with the dalai lama oh gosh i don't know oh dalai lama god yeah. Um, Elliot Cutler. I think maybe that was who it was. No, I don't. It, it was it, so. There was a man a few months ago. A few months ago, that was arrested in Virginia. He's with Nancy Pelosi, Bill Gates. He's with all Dalai Lama. Um, he's friends with all these people, and he was arrested on child porn. And I guarantee you, this was him who owns that website. Wow. Yep. But this stuff is very, very real and very, very sick and disgusting. It's a very dark rabbit hole. That's why we don't talk about it much on this show. And apparently um, extremely prevalent, which is the most alarming part. It's yeah. massive. And it's just been allowed to happen. Yeah, well, you know, you know what's interesting about this is... This this guy is getting all of this rejection from law enforcement and news and yeah. media because they won't touch it. That's the most alarming thing, and it allows it just to continue and grow. And the more people that are abused, the more people that abuse more people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, go back a few weeks to when we had the congressman come out and talk about the CPS system, the foster care system that happens for illegal immigrants, that when you have yeah. illegal immigrant children that come over, that the system, the federal system that we were putting them in was involved in the trafficking that we had put them in these foster homes. These foster homes were basically ran by the cartels and they'd throw them right back in the human trafficking. He talked about 85,000 yeah. children that went missing. Yep. Now here's my problem with that. Not one Congressman who was mentioning those 85,000 children went missing. Everyone said, we need to open an investigation up and find those children. Not one. Not one said, DOJ, where is this investigation to find these 85,000 missing children? Not one of them were saying that. You want to know why? Because they already know the fate of those children. That's why. Yeah. Because they all know. They all know what's going on. And the fact that it came to the surface means they have to get out there. Oh, my constituents are getting mad. I have to push this out there. Or I discovered some new evidence. I need to put it out there. But they all know what's going on. 
And that just blew my fucking mind. That he sits, I think it was Rand Paul, sits up there, 85,000 children, or Jim Jordan, I think it was, 85,000 children missing, directed, direct, missing because of the federal system put in place, CPS system, foster care system. And those foster care systems were working with the cartels. We haven't heard of one arrest. We haven't heard of any investigations. We haven't heard of any public officials. Um, law enforcement officials involved or anybody within the CPS community being arrested or investigated. 85,000 children are missing. Not one congressman or senator stood up and said, where are the children? How come we're not looking for the children? Why? There's a characteristic of the mind that happens. When you know the answer to a question, you won't presume it within a question, right? So if you know the answer, and let's say you're lying to the public, you're not going to presume the answer to the question that you know within the question that you're propagating. As in, 85,000 children are missing. The logical question would be like, we need to find these children. Instead, they say, we're going to investigate these people, the cartels. Because they're so terrible in on it. All right. Some more information. This should be quite shocking for you. This is John Solomon reporting today with some breaking news just about an hour or two ago. And this happens to be pertaining to the Hunter Biden laptop memo that was signed by 51 intelligence professionals. Now, some of those intelligence professionals were not named. Their names were redacted. And you're about to find out why. Welcome back, America. It wouldn't be a Just the News No Noise show if we couldn't break some news in the middle of it. We have some breaking news. Let me tell you what we just learned. Just a few minutes ago, I confirmed that the House Judiciary Committee is going to release a report in the next few uh, two, uh, two days that uh, sums up its early findings in that famous letter, the 81 security experts, or 51 security experts, who signed a letter falsely declaring Hunter Biden's laptop as disinformation. Here is the the top of the headlines, a very important uh, revelation. One of the signatories of the letter, a former CIA official, says that a CIA official, a current member inside the CIA, called him on a pre-publication matter. He was working on a book. He got okay on the book. And he was told about the letter, and the CIA officer, someone currently in the government employee, encouraged him to uh, sign the letter, to review it and sign the letter, to become part of the 51. And they even read passages of the letter to him, trying to convince him it was the right thing to do. The CIA currently, not former people, were circulating and encouraging this letter, according to the House Judiciary Committee report, which, by the way, is based on the testimony of some of those signatories. Pretty big. So why is that important? Encouraging others to jump on board and sign the fake information. Right. So you have, I don't know. Why is that active members of the central intelligence agency shopping this memo around telling people and urging people to sign it. That's called treason. Yeah. Knowingly that knowing bullshit. Yep, knowingly going out there and trying to interfere with an election, the Central Intelligence Agency, exactly as we all said this whole time, that the CIA was directly involved in interfering with the 2020 election. And there you have it. And this is going to have a House letter coming out in the next few days with this person's witness testimony. 
this is worse than say if I decided to get a bunch of people to sign something and went to them one by one. This is actually organized by the CIA itself. There so you go. There's what that's what's worse about it. That's what's worse. Yeah. So what's worse about it is yes, the CIA. So former <laughs> director of the CIA Morrell. It's not a coincidence they all just happened yeah. to sign the same Former time. director of the CIA, Morrell, was not the one who was like, I got a great idea. Let's just put this letter out there. No, it was the CIA who contacted them and made them do it and asked them to do it. Now, I touched, I, I, maybe I didn't touch on this the other day, but one of the people mentioned in the original email by former CIA director Morrell, do you know who this gentleman was? No. I don't think so. Ooh. It says Dir NSA, D I R NSA, Mike Rogers. Do you know who that is? Dir? No. Yeah, director of the National Security oh. Agency, Mike Rogers. Oh. That's Admiral Mike Rogers, who was named in that email. So, Admiral Mike Rogers is the same guy um. who went to Trump's tower and warned General Flynn and Donald Trump that the Pfizer warrant was active and Trump Tower was bugged. Okay, this guy was a patriot. They actually yeah. contemplated as an adding him to the list, but he never signed it. Hmm. But I think that's how we knew that the list existed. Whoa. And I guarantee you that he's the one that most likely is going to be named in this letter coming out in the next few days who was approached by this person at the CIA. Enter stage left, Mike Rogers. Potentially, I would, I wouldn't be shocked. So, damn. Yesterday was or sorry, today was Victory Day in Russia. So this is the Russia's defeat over the Nazis. Now, let me ask you a, a trivial trivia question. Okay, okay, it's not my strong point, but let's go. Who did the Nazis kill more of, Russians or Jews? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm gonna guess. Just because of the context, Russians. Yes. I think it was almost two to three times more. Wow. Okay, but Putin came out and gave his speech. Quite yeah. an interesting one. He hasn't talked like this in a long time, so listen to this guy. On other nations, forcing their rules on others. But it would appear that they have forgotten what Nazism was all about. It seems that they have forgotten the scourge that it wreaked. They have forgotten all that had to be done to free Europe from Nazism. Nazism, time when monuments were destroyed. And they would appear to have forgotten exactly what Nazism did back in the day where they were wreaking habits around Europe. And that very act of forgetting is a crime in its own right. Because in forgetting that time, they're forgetting the fight that was necessary to be able to rid Europe of that scourge, to rid Europe, the world, of that scourge. Isn't it interesting how he calls it the scourge? If you remember, this is a specific word that Donald Trump used a few years back and Q used. 
to talk about this evil satanic global order. So Liz Churchill says here, Putin's speech yesterday stated that globalists have captured the West and how their policies entail child sex trafficking, child mutilation, forced gender education, CRT, and the worship of Satan in all institutions as our politicians and mainstream media states, he's the enemy. He really lays it out there, doesn't he? Wow. He does. He, he, pull, he goes full bore, full bore on this. And, you know, we have to understand that you might not like the guy's politics or the way that he runs the country. Doesn't really matter. You know, the scariest thing about this is it, you know, potentially could get to the point where Putin says, you know, look at what, look at the atrocious crimes going on in the United States. Mm-hmm. We need to save them. Yeah. China, will you help us? I, but here's the thing is I don't trust China. <laughs> I don't trust either of them. No, it's a terrible yeah. thing. That's what I'm saying. Well, I trust um, Russia more than I trust China. Gosh, it's a terrible, terrible thing that's happening here. And that's a far throw. Okay. I'm just saying yeah. hypothetically, it could get there. I mean, these are serious issues that we have in our country. Crimes against children, crimes against humanity, big pharma, the poisoning yep. of our food, all of it. It's terrible. So Berkshire Hathaway has their annual investors meeting, uh, shareholders meeting going on this yeah. week. And uh, just so happens that Bill Gates joined Warren Buffett today. And the NLPC chairman, Peter Flattery, who happens to be a major shareholder in Berkshire, gets up and goes on this epic rant about Jeffrey Epstein connections, the money, um, Arecibo Capital, all of these connections to dark money. And yeah. uh, what happens to him? He gets arrested. I'm not going to play the whole speech because it's like 10 minutes long. But this is not a little figure right here that we're talking about. This gentleman is well-respected around the world, very well-known. And look, there he is getting arrested. He was an invited speaker, by the way, too. Yep, he was an invited speaker and a shareholder, which he has every right to be there. And Bill Gates was there. <laughs> yep. So we got to understand that this war is real because, you know, Sean Ryan's podcast, by the way, Sean Ryan talks about a few different things on his podcast, typically about personal development. He talks about, um, you know, personal motivation, success, entrepreneurism, these types of things. The fact that he just went down that rabbit hole and starting to get into conspiracies, you have these other mainstream podcasters that are now transitioning into the conspiracy world. Yep. This is big. Like you have to understand that their audience is not conservative in any way, shape, or form. And that's why I found it really important to send put that one out there uh with Ryan Montgomery on uh Sean Ryan's podcast because yeah, that podcast is basically like the the classic liberal and democrats who he just read the pilled the shit out of, which now these people are gonna be like, is this stuff real? Like, hold on, let me go check. Like, I'll tell you, I got about, let me see. I got, um, I'm at 12.6 thousand. So I got 600 new subscribers today on my Twitter, 600 new followers on my Twitter today. Really nice, dude. Yeah. But you want to know what the majority of them I saw subscribing because of that post had Ukraine flags and pronouns. Pedophiles. No, 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 no. People against it. They were just oh. Democrats who basically right. go upon the traditional narrative. I'm just making a joke. But the they, meme but, is. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. 
but they saw the video they go oh my god this is atrocious this is crazy how is this happening how is this allowed to happen they begin questioning the narrative and for a lot of people out there go back to covid what happened you might have been moderate you might have been independent you might have been democrat you might not have cared about politics too much but covid made you question the narrative and you said oh shit i need to go look this up i need to research this i need to look into it and you go on to youtube and you see this dude sitting behind a screen talking about this thing called Q and you subscribe. And next thing you know, it's four fucking years later. And you're like, holy shit, I can't believe the world's this crazy. Okay. That's how it happens. And, and so I looked at all these subscribers. I'm going to them like Ukraine flag, Democrat, Democrat, bad, wow. Trump, bad, orange man, bad, all these things. And they're Hi like, yes. yeah, they're like, they're like, well said, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Please investigate this. They're tagging like Joe Biden and shit in it. Joe Biden needs to look into this. Joe like, Biden dude, help us. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, holy shit, it's happening. It's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. They red pilled so many people with that one. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And it's going to continue to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I shared the full video, by the way, in the chats and on the social red pill. Share it around, mm -hmm. send it to everybody. Yeah. I mean, we're at, we're only at 20,000 views right now, but that's still significant. In, in kind of how this all uh, operates. Um, I'm, I'm actually going through right now, looking at some of the people I'm looking for a Ukraine flag here. I know there's gotta be one people so who retweeted it. The joke was that the people, the Ukraine flag is a symbol for pedophilia. This, oh, um, gotcha. yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I saw quite a few of those people coming in were commenting and I go to their profile. I'm like, Oh, Oh, like, cause I'm like one of those people. If you follow me, I'm like, I'm probably going to check your profile to see who you are. Make sure you're not a troll or something. And, uh, yeah, yeah there was, there was some LG, well, not LGBTQ right here. Um, got the LGBTQ flag. My aura is the weed smoke around me. Um, this person, yep, definitely <laughs> LGBT, <laughs> but like they're following me now because of this video and see, that's how it happens. It happens because people wake up to what's going on in the world. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about what Elon Musk is doing on Twitter. He's opening up these discussions and for people from different realms to yep. communicate in the same forum. So Oklahoma has banned state business with BlackRock and other financial companies over the ESG policies. This is another win. We have uh, what Florida, Louisiana, um, Oklahoma, I believe Texas. This is great. And, and you know, I, I really want to move to these states so bad. If I was financially independent in the sense where I could just pick up and go and my family could be fine in the sense financially and we could buy a house or build a house, I would be gone in a heartbeat. But unfortunately... Not there yet. Silver goes to a hundred dollars or five hundred thousand dollars. I'll be there, but hey, I think we all will. Right. Uh, Goldman Sachs, Microsoft, and others are teaming up to introduce a new blockchain network. Oh. Yay! Wait, I'm <laughs> happening. It's coming, and the question is: You have to embrace either centralized or decentralized. Now, the IMF has come out and warned Zimbabwe against a plan for a digital-backed gold currency. A warning? <sighs> the IMF is basically the international bank of the central bankers. 
which they utilize to basically loan money to third world countries and keep them under control. Yeah. That's all that is. That warning is probably like, you better be careful or something unfortunate might happen. Like, I think of mafia yep. when I hear this shit. This is criminal, man. Oh, this is going to be good. All right. Let's Go listen ahead. to this 30 second clip by this genius. Welcome to let you know what we're doing. We're not going to take any questions now. We're going to get started. We're going to solve all the world's problems. Start it. We're going to solve all the world's problems. Okay. We're going to get started and solve all the world's problems. Well, he create I mean, all the world's problems, Joe. Yeah, he created all of them, so now yeah. it only makes sense to solve them all. Gosh, what a dimwit. Um, and, and some good news. Florida has banned Chinese citizens from buying land amid national security concerns. Now they need to ban Chinese corporations, companies, governments, foreign entities, other foreign countries and entities, because China could go easily to Australia, open up a corporation, hire a whole bunch of Australians, and then those Australian company goes into Florida and buys the land. So Yeah. Or pay a Biden to yep. take over the country, you know, <laughs> China. Uh, this was kind of a, a a big story, but not really that big of a story. Laura Loomer was talking about this. She says, I'm in Washington, D.C. reporting on the secret election summit hosted by CEIR, which is funded by Mark Zuckerberg. She just confronted election officials from Maricopa County, Arizona, and Georgia and asked them why they were attending this hyper-partisan Soros-tied and Zuckerberg-funded conference to discuss the 2024 elections. And she said she'll have more information out on this later. And this is... Uh, National elections officials are gathering um, at this private left-wing funded meeting. Yeah, they're getting ready to steal another election. Yep. Yeah. Clearly. So Google co-founder Larry Page has disappeared after a subpoena was served to him regarding Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking case. He's the same person who wants to become a digital god, as he says to Elon Musk. He's the one developing this uh, this AI at Google, who uh, right now, two people on that project in New York City have committed suicide in the last two months, and the top lead engineer has left the project. Craziness. Yep. It's sacred anymore. We did talk about Imran Khan that was arrested. It was pretty interesting. Pakistan is on lockdown after that. Um Supporters of Imran Khan broke into the house of one of the commanders of the Pakistani army. Um, don't know what's happening more with that. The internet went down soon afterwards. Oh, yeah, that's right. This was a coup, was it not? Some are saying it was yeah, Oh, yeah, it was a coup to remove Imran Khan to begin with. And then he had an attempted assassination attempt where he was shot in the leg. Gosh. He was calling for protests. There's been protests going ongoing in Pakistan yeah. for a while now. And apparently this is a big deal from what people are saying. Like this could get yep. really, really ugly. Now, this is interesting. I only got a few minutes left, so this will probably be the last thing. Oh, damn. About. What the hell? Maybe that hour went fast. So China is making its move in Ukraine and the U.S. has no chance of matching it. I said this. Zelensky and Xi Jinping had a call. We know they negotiated. We know Zelensky came out and said, I was very, very mad at Xi Jinping. The next day is when the drone flew into the Kremlin, blamed on Ukraine. Russia vowed that they were going to get vengeance, but then blamed it on the U.S. 
Why? Because the U.S. had everything to gain by keeping this war going and escalating it even further because they knew if Xi Jinping has basically got, got peace between Russia and Ukraine, it's over for U.S. homogeny around the world. So after the watching the war with great interest for 14 months and repeatedly demonstrating support and friendship for Russia's Vladimir Putin, China's President Xi Jinping has made his move. It was a magnificent sunny spring morning in Ukraine's capital, Kiev, on April 26, when Xi designed to speak to Ukraine when he, he dined to speak to Ukrainian President Zelensky. Um, since the war began 15 months ago, Xi has remained one of the few major world leaders not to have bothered to have the conversation with Zelensky. Um, instead, he engaged in photo opportunities with Putin, even when it was clear that the world, that Russia was relentlessly hitting residential buildings. No, they weren't. Indeed, Xi and Putin held a meeting at the Beijing Olympics three weeks before Putin's decision to invade Ukraine. Um, anyways, they're calling it China's Trump card. <laughs> it's clear that the content from the conversation released afterwards from both sides that Xi has offered something that he knows the United States can't offer. Based on statements by both sides, this conversation was in two parts. The first part was typical of world leaders who have had little contact with each other, some diplomatic niceties and an expression by both sides that they wanted to have a closer bilateral relationship. But the real significance of the call came in something Xi said towards the end. He mentioned, almost as in, in passing, that he wanted to send a diplomatic envoy to both Kiev and Moscow to try to bring an end to the war. And it was not just any envoy. It was China's former ambassador to the Moscow, Li Wei. Clearly, Lee would have a significant context in the Kremlin, which he can bring to uh, any peace talks with Ukraine's leadership. And as quickly as the idea was raised by Xi, it was accepted by Zelensky. Xi would have known that he was offering something that the U.S. simply cannot offer. Washington would be unable to deliver Putin to a negotiating table, albeit an indirect one of shuttle diplomacy. One senior U.S. official gave an interesting response to the call. Washington's ambassador to Beijing, Nicholas Burns, stated that we need to see from China is to push Russia to withdraw its troops so that Ukraine can have all of its territory back and be fully sovereign again in all aspects of the world. One of the interesting aspects of the statement is that the senior U.S. official endorsing China playing the role of mediator. Not good. I mean, it is good. We don't need war, but... Is this China's world? Is this going to be China's world? Well, this is it, wild. China's the leader of the new world order, man. I mean, yeah. get used to it. But we got to make sure that they don't take over and they don't begin doing what the United States started doing in 1945. We got to stay a sovereign nation here in the United States. That's what needs to happen. Okay. You know, do, do you remember the, uh, the old sci-fi TV show called Firefly? No, I never watched that. You remember what? the sci-fi movie called Serenity? I don't. I don't watch sci-fi. Oh my god! No. You need to get out of the house and watch some movies. <laughs> what you get out of the watch, house. You need to go watch the movie called Serenity. It's where okay, this girl's okay. like uh, this little young girl's a um, genetically altered super weapon. Serenity. But there's a whole. It was based upon a sci-fi mm -hmm. show called Firefly, and it was like a cult classic. Okay. The interesting thing is, is, yep. Well, I would watch Serenity first, but the interesting thing about Firefly and Serenity. Yeah. Is it's in the future and everybody speaks English Chinese. Oh, interesting. And this is from the Could 90s. Be. Interesting. I wanted to give a good shout out to RPG3573, two ice creams donated, and yay, three ice creams donated. Georgia Vixen, one ice cream donated. Thank you so much, RPG, yay, and Georgia Vixen. Yay, another ice cream. Grandma Five Revolt, <laughs> three lemons, enlightened science, two lemons. 
Patriotic Pisces, one diamond, and Shannon, 1313, two lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon. Patriotic Pisces, Enlightened Science, Gramify, Revolt, and yeah, you guys are awesome. Much appreciated for helping support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project. Don't forget, guys, we got subscriptions available over there at the uh, socialredpill.com, socialredpill.com. Uh, all of our Zooms are now going subscription-based. Uh, we ba- It was subscription-based before about a year ago, but we opened it up um, for the people. And so now we were, we're, we had some problems on there the, the last few weeks, so we're going to be closing it down uh, for only subscription members. And if you guys do want access, you can send Vince, myself, um, and anybody else a message if you want to check it out, if you have never been in, um, if you have been in, want to get back in, if there's like financial problems or anything like that and you want to get in, just let me let us know. We're very lenient and very accepting, so no problem on that. Um, but I will be on AMP News here in about 30 minutes from now, and we'll be talking about uh, Mesopotamia. We'll be talking about Babylon. Be talking about the moon, be talking about the Enuma Elish, be mm. talking about uh, various different goddesses. So it'll be a really interesting conversation. You should join us over there. Um, yep, I heard about the Carrie, New, uh, Carrie Lake news flash. She has got a new trial. So breaking news right there. It, apparently, Arizona has issued her, the Supreme Court has issued her a new trial. So this could be big for Carrie Lake, considering the new evidence that she has pertaining to voter fraud. So we're going to keep you guys updated on that as well. But uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great night, and we'll see you guys tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Take care. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.